Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group. Member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. Hunter, all my stocks are up, man. It's just green, green, green all over the map. I'm making tons of money. This is easy. Isn't that a great thing? Well, maybe. I don't know about that. Hold on. We'll take a step back here. (laughs) Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Great to have you back. It's Hunter Lowry here. And I want to talk to you a little bit about why it might not be a great thing if all your stocks are up. Isn't that counterintuitive? That's the point, right? We're in this to make money. We're not investing to lose money. We don't like to open up our Yahoo Finance or wherever it is that you look at your stocks and see everything red. If That's not the point of investing. We want to make money. We want it to be green, obviously. Well, this last week did not show us a lot of that. (laughs) It was a huge sell-off. Investors are starting to get worried about inflation. Interest rates are rising. Investors are rotating sectors. We've talked about that. There's lots of sectors that are undervalued right now, which investors are switching to and moving away from sectors that have been red hot these last six months or over the last year. Tech even sold off. That seemed impossible. Six months ago, all we talked about was Zoom video and all the plays that were for work from home and all the COVID plays that were just absolutely killing it. All these tech companies making so much money and now they're getting sold off. Then today's Monday, March 1st, the market's up huge. Everything's back up. It's just rallying like crazy. What the heck is going on? And guys, if your stomach churns every time you see the market moving so drastically like this, you need to make sure to get on my webinar this Wednesday at one o'clock Pacific time. I talked about it last episode, but I'm going to talk about how to create a portfolio to limit volatility. We're seeing it right now. The market's up and down and up and down and all over the place. And we want to be able to create a portfolio that's going to enable you to not live on emotion, not trade irrationally, to enable you to stick with your game plan, go through the long run, avoid taking on unnecessary risk, but still capture the upside. So if you want to jump on that webinar with me, make sure to email me. My email is hlowry, L-O-W-R-Y, at sierraridgewealth.com, and I'll shoot you over the link. Again, that's going to be Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. All right, guys. So I want to tell you a little bit of a story here. I was at a local jackpot this weekend. I know, believe it or not, I was out of roping on the weekends. That never, ever happens. <laughs> and although actually I'm kind of feeling a tick burnt out of roping. I didn't even think that was possible. I might actually have to slow down on my jackpotting on the weekends a little bit and start doing a couple other fun things. Sunday, I actually went to the river and tried to catch some fish, which I had zero luck with that. I think the water's still a little bit cold for the striper bite to be on, but it was so fun to just get away from the rope in a little bit and do something different on the weekend. 
And I never thought that I would say that. It actually even sounds kind of weird that I'm burnt out on roping. But I, you know, you ever just do something so much, you like have to set the reset button a little bit and clear your head. I, I think that's where I'm at here. We've been pushing pretty hard going to a lot of different ropings on the weekend. So I think it's time to just take a little bit of a break and settle down here for a minute. But anyways, I'm at the roping this weekend and I saw a buddy I hadn't seen in, oh man, probably a year and a half. He quit roping for a while. So it was really fun to see him. He came back out and we were talking for a little bit. And whenever I see him, we always end up talking about the stock market a little bit. And he was asking me my feelings about everything. And we were talking through everything. You know, he was a little bit concerned with how much the market's been going up and down and up and down and how much money he had lost last week, actually. And he was telling me that he sold out 100% back in August before the elections because he was worried about the Biden administration and he was just thinking that if Biden got elected, the market was going to tank. And of course it didn't, but he had sold out everything. And he said he just felt sick to his stomach watching every day how much the market was going up and that he was on the sidelines and had zero exposure to the market at that time. So he missed that whole upswing. And then he said he couldn't stand it anymore. So he bought back in and now the market's starting to fall. I mean, isn't that exactly what we talk about trying not to do here? Trying not to time the market. Remember, it's, it's time in the market, not timing the market. It doesn't work. It's so hard to do. You'll get burned so many times. And making a huge decision like that over an emotional feeling, ah, it's just, it's a bummer. But it, that just shouldn't be the way that we're trading. That shouldn't be the way that we're investing. We shouldn't be following just emotion. And he just said, man, what do you think is going to happen this year going forward? Should I sell everything? I mean, I'm losing again. Should, should I just get completely out? And I looked at him and I said, what's your goal for this money? Do you need it soon? What's it going to be used for? I mean, what, what's, what's the whole deal here? And he said, no, I don't need it anytime soon. I, you know, it's for retirement. It's more for fun money. And I'm, I'm probably not even going to touch it for 20 years or so. And then I just felt even worse about it. I told him, hey, if you don't need the money right now, why even take it all out like that? Because if you're invested correctly, you're not going to lose as much as the overall market if it does fall. You don't have to be ruled by emotion. And the market always rebounds. It's never not recovered from a pullback. And right when I said that, he gave me this strange look. He kind of sat back in his saddle a little bit and like squinted his eyes and looked at me as if I had just said something insanely crazy. And he said, Hunter, uh, no, it doesn't. And I looked back at him and I said, when has it not? Is the market not continuously reaching all-time highs right now? How could it not have recovered if we're at where we are today? We would have been so, we would have been lower than the dot-com crash if we hadn't recovered, obviously. I mean, we're up at all-time highs. He said, Hunter, I lost a quarter million dollars in the dot-com crash in companies that went insolvent, that they went bankrupt. They just kept dropping and dropping. And I was just holding and hoping. I figured they would rebound, but they just went bankrupt and I lost everything. And I'm thinking, holy cow, you got to be kidding me. You didn't have any diversification, any defense set up at all. You only had a few stocks that were in the same sector. And he said, yep. Oh, geez. Okay, then that makes sense. Sure. Every single individual stock does not always recover. Yes, you are correct. But we were talking about two completely different models. When I'm thinking about investing, I never think about just investing in individual stocks. As much as we talk about diversification on here and the core and satellite model and all those things, that's what I'm thinking of when I'm talking about investing. Even with my aggressive clients, we're still set up in a core and satellite model and they're not going to be just invested in all of these different companies that are going to go bankrupt. 
Not saying those models can't lose money over time, but every single investment that my clients are in are not going to lose 100% of their value. If that did happen, I believe we'd have bigger fish to fry than where our money is. <laughs> but the model that he was investing in at that time was the few hot stocks at the time. So now it made sense. Now it clicked. I understood why he felt like he had to pull everything out. If you're highly concentrated in just a single sector, then bad economic news could absolutely devastate your portfolio. So back to my statement, is it a good thing if every single one of your positions are up? Honestly, probably not. Because if every single investment you have is constantly going up, then you're probably too highly concentrated within a single sector and exposing yourself to way more risk than you really want to be accustomed to. I mean, take tech, for instance. Tech has been absolutely killing it this past year. And if you're exposed to only tech, last week was insanely brutal for you. If you were only in the bond market and interest rates are rising right now, not a fun time. The diversified model, it's the only way to go in my mind. It's the best way to make sure that emotions are not part of your investment decisions. And I feel like it's almost harder right now with our current market conditions because you can open up Yahoo Finance or I mean just any of the news sources and you hear about GameStop is up 4 billion percent and AMC is just absolutely killing it and these short plays that people are getting super rich off of and then all of a sudden people tend to want to get away from the slower more consistent growth that has been working forever and they want to throw a dart and try to hit a hot stock and put a lot of money in it and take a lot of risk and hopefully they can get really rich really quick. Well, that's fine if it's money that you're willing to lose and you're willing to take a chance. That's okay. But if this is your life savings we're talking about and your retirement money or money that you have for a certain goal, I don't believe it's worth it to put it all on red like that and chase these hot stocks all over the marketplace constantly rather than just being in a model that performs well consistently over the long run. And realistically, you know, we hear of these people making so much money, but if the timing wasn't just perfect, it really didn't work out. There's way, way, way a lot of people that lost a ton of money in these game stocks and AMC plays. It wasn't just everybody putting money in there and getting really, really rich. I just would really much rather have that stable growth over the years and allow compound interest to play its part. And I gave this example a while back, but I still think it's super interesting to look at. So think of two different portfolios, portfolio A and portfolio B. In portfolio A, you'll both start out with $100,000. Portfolio A goes up 40% in year one and it dropped 30% in year two. Portfolio B went up 4% in year one and 4% in year two. So when you just think about it off the top of your head, right? Portfolio A sounds like a net return of 10% because it was up 40% year one, down 30 in year two, 10% return. And out of the bat, portfolio B seems like an 8% return, 4% year one, 4% year two. So why would you not rather have the 10% return over the 8% return? No brainer, right? Well, really not quite. If you look at $100,000 in portfolio A, year one, it goes up 40%. So you have $140,000. Then year two, it drops 30%, which 30% of 140,000 is $42,000. So net after two years, you actually have lost $2,000 and ended up at $98,000. Portfolio B, you start with $100,000. It goes up 4% each year. It ends up in year two with $108,160. That's why I believe in consistency, time in the market, not timing the market, and not 
chasing that shiny object that's running all over different sectors. So overall, guys, just be cognizant of being too invested in a single sector. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Make sure that you are in a diversified portfolio that has the amount of risk that you feel comfortable with. So when times get tough in the market, you're not driven by emotion and you can stick to your guns and stick to your game plan. Because all of your stocks going up or all of your investments going up is not always a good sign. All right, guys, don't forget to email me to sign up for that webinar. Again, we'll be talking about building a portfolio to limit volatility. I think it'll be, I know it'll be a lot of really, really good information. So make sure to shoot me an email and I'll get you the link. And as always, if you have any questions, concerns, want to talk about your financial goals, see if your model that you have set up is right for you. Go head over to my website at hunterlowry.com and you can schedule a call with me right there. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.